Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. You're listening to Radio Pulpit, your daily companion, 657 AM. This is where you're at. It is just for you, with you up until 11 o'clock. Do you remember that at 11 o'clock, uh, uh, Germany, Yanni Pelsa will take you through with perspective. Uh, and after that, um, you will have Ayanda Nenemba at uh, 12 o'clock up until 3. And at 3 o'clock, you have... Uh, Germany, Johan else with something else. So do stay tuned for more right here with us on Heart to, to I mean on Radio Pulpit. And now I'm like on Heart to Heart, yeah, ne? because I'm I'm doing something from the heart right now. <laughs> I'm putting stuff together from family members, uh, trying to draft these okay so that we are able to send forth uh, to you. And we give you the sounds of Sinachi, and the song is Waymaker. And yes, he is our Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. He's the light in the darkness. He is God himself. And when he comes through, the darkness doesn't have a choice but to run away from his presence. I'm not alone in the studio. I'm excited talking to my queen, uh, the managing director of uh, the Derek Prince Ministries in South Africa, Isabel Surgeon. And uh, she's just a about to tell us about what is new, what's happening in, um, you know, the Derek Prince Ministries currently. Uh, but before I even come to that, my queen, how does it feel to listen to all of these people um, talking about how the Derek Prince Ministries has yeah. ministered unto them? Yeah. It's, it's very exciting and it's it's just amazing how uh, Derek's uh, material is continuing to impact so many lives around the world just as he saw that vision of you know the little stream would eventually become a mighty ocean but he wasn't to know how it would happen yeah but uh, that's what's happening it's just escalating and it's just growing every day that's uh, you know as far as uh, they're on the front line right in the digital field as well we've got an international digital team mm. uh, from different uh, a very well uh, um, expertise in that field yeah and we found that South Africa is actually third on the list of people that are going on over 100,000 hours mm. that people are on online, you know, either on the website, DerekPrince.com, right. uh, which is the overall international umbrella for Derek Prince now, where we will also have all of our um, uh, languages. We started with the English, so we're going into the Afrikaans, Zulu, and then uh-huh. we'll have all 13 languages, each have their own website with all their own material. And it's it's just incredible um, what is happening as far as that goes. Mm. Mm. That's so awesome. Um, and and I heard that like right now we have uh, memory from Zimbabwe, memory Nuka, and you were saying it would be better to be in touch with her via email. Mm. So she should send her email address as well. Yeah. Mm. Yes, thank you. Memory, please. All of them, actually. All, oh, all, all of you. Send your email addresses. <laughs> please send your email yeah. addresses as well. Yeah. <laughs> so please. that the Dairy Prince yeah. um, Ministries mm. in South Africa from uh, from their office, they can also be in touch mm. with you. Uh, do send your email addresses. Otherwise, you can get, <laughs> uh, you can take my email address, which yeah. is dpm, dpm mm-hmm. for Dairy Prince Ministries, SA for South Africa, dpmsa mm-hmm. at mweb.co.za. And it'll come directly to me and I will answer you. It's DPM at MWeb? No, DPMSA. No, oh, DPMSA at MWeb.co.za. And it comes directly, directly to, to you. you. So, what's new? Well, we've well we've been one of the exciting things that has happened as well is we've had a retired pastor who's about seventy-seven years old who's travelled wow. 
over fo- about 40,000 kilometers around the Cape, mm. uh, particularly, into all the little places that nobody else will go on missions. <laughs> And found that about over sure. 50... Where everybody's afraid yeah, to go, I assume. Yeah, and they, over 50 of those towns don't even have a pastor. Sure. And uh, he's been able to take a lot of Afrikaans books. We've got a lot of Afrikaans books that we're giving out to mm-hmm. people. And so, spontaneously, Bible study groups have been popping up in Alexander Bay, in a cafe there, in during by uh, in for, with the municipality and the, another one has popped up in Stronfontein and mm. also ministered to the South African Police College in Otsuren we about 20 of the men there were, were baptized in water after working through the foundational teaching they took the boat with the blood book and they worked through that as well and they said it answers all their problems mm. so they're doing Bible studies and the one bi- group have actually gone through that foundation book which is 800 pages in Afrikaans. They call it the blue book because it's mm. blue. they've gone through it four times already. Mm. And, um, you know, each time you go through it, you learn something more. So um, it's just exciting because we're really excited. I actually spoke to another couple that just came in this week. Okay. And they've taken a material back to, to Robertson. And uh, they're ministering also to colored churches there. And some of the, the fathers actually built a lot of the churches in that region. And um, I said, we're going to see... You know, just like in the Macquarie, the flowers are going to start and the fires are going to burn all over Cape, all over the Cape where all this material has gone. And he just cried. He was just so moved with with realizing that God can move where the Word is, and mm. it's, and it's watered by the Holy Spirit, like the flowers are this year. That's exuberant, and mm. that's that's what He's going to bring in those regions that have been so dry. And the people cry when they get Derek's teaching, yeah. you know, or yeah. Bibles. He takes he buys Bibles and he takes Bibles to them, and they just cry when they get the Word. So yeah. the harvest is really ready. It is totally. It's ripe, more than ripe, and. Um, yeah. Uh, we just need more people to go out there and just get the, the get the word out, mm. because taking those books, or, you know, they're big books. If, to take them, uh, post them, would you know, and what you could be quite expensive. Mm. But we just we've got a whole. The Lord just pr- provided now that we've got a storehouse of these books yeah, that we yeah. can actually get out. Mm. So it's very exciting. Mm. So somebody's listening to you, my queen, right now, and they're like, no, I'd like to, um, you know, uh, get closer to the Dairy Prince Ministries, maybe in my town, maybe in my city. Yes. I also need to minister to people yes. and I need some material or whatever yes. uh, that might be. Um, what? How do they get hold of you? How do they become part of the Dairy Prince Ministries? They can just email me with their details and I will be in contact with them and find out where they are and then and what language. And I could do a whole lot of, of follow up like that just to yeah. find out what they need, what their needs uh-huh. are, uh-huh. and then we we meet them where their needs are. Yeah, um, they can also go on the website derekprince.com and they find there's three thousand uh, uh, teachings on there, and a lot of the other languages will be coming on there as well. We've got everything: Portuguese, French, mm. you name it, mm. Chichewa. <laughs> we just do the whole lot. So, and, and then also the app. For anybody who's just found the Lord, they can go on the cell phone app, go on your Play Store, type in Derek Prince app, and you'll see a D. You load it, and um, you'll find the all, the all the radio broadcasts on yeah, there. Yeah, Plus two and three-minute devotions, the one that you heard at the beginning of the program. Yes. <laughs> and then also, there's the foundations, the 10 hours of audio on there in English. Yeah, yeah. So there you are. I think, Rakhani, you got your answer, because that is exactly what Rakhani was asking. Hi, uh, Spongile, is there any way I can get all Derek Prince's books or some short messages yes. I want to be able to help families yes. uh, and friends yes. who's going through similar problems. Yes. 
Gentil with the new digital, uh, uh, what you could, they can do digital transra- translation, mm. uh, and uh, we've got a program to do that. And then they uh, so quickly to edit it. We yeah. just get somebody to edit it and go straight onto the website. So we're doing all the teaching letters in all those, the four page teaching letters yeah. are also on the website. They can get so <laughs> much over there that there's no excuse for them not knowing <laughs> and be, be able to grow in their Christian life. Wow. Family members that I'm going to just read your names out, please send your email addresses. Jackie Isaacs, Annie Lemprecht, please send your email addresses. Memory Nuka, Pauline Khadebe, Jean Hoffmeyer, and Nicoline, did I say Nicoline? Yeah, Nicoline Khadebe, uh, Pauline, I think I, I, I gave you a new say name. No, it's just Pauline. Then Nicoline Khadebe, Zile, please. Uh, Shalom Jay, please send us your email addresses. Kolisile, uh, send us your email addresses. Babu, um, Villagas will call you to get your email address and your address as well. My Queen, let's close the talk um, with our family members, those that are being blessed uh, by Derek Prince uh, and those that are just hearing about the Derek Prince Ministry South Africa now. They're like, I can't miss out. I need to hear this. Uh, who's this Derek Prince and all that. Uh, so, um, yeah, and there are those who've been listening to Dr. Derek Prince for years. Uh, what message do you carry for those that are listening and even for those ones that are just heard about it and yes. about him and the ministry itself and they'd like to tap in and also learn? Yeah. Well, we thank those those that have been so faithfully listening and that and have been blessed by Derek's teaching, mm-hmm. and it it that continues. But those that don't know Derek, he's one of the best Bible teachers, mentors. If you want somebody to mentor you in your on your spiritual life, it's practical. It's not a head full of knowledge. He's lived it. He's actually mm-hmm. lived what he preaches, and. Um, you can you can access so much of the material free now. There's no, you know, we thought, now if we give it all away free, what's going to happen? Yeah. But, you know, the Lord is blessed. We, you know, people actually phone in to, to ask to donate because they've been so blessed by all the teaching that they've been getting online. Mm. So um, just con- yes, contact us as well. Yep. You can get us on our, uh, uh, on the Pretoria number 012-348-9537. Can you repeat that, Michael? Ooh, that was so quick. 012 <laughs> <laughs> Four eight uh-huh. nine five three mm. seven uh-huh. Pretoria, and uh, our work, uh, we will t- uh, take your call, and then also you can email us because it's uh, also because we've got all the resources and things. There's a Sunday service on the website as well. If you go under news, really, yes, oh. we do a Sunday upload a Sunday service with a our teaching with okay. the notes, a worship song, and the declaration. Mm. All right, mm. so the numbers again zero one two three four eight. Nine five three seven zero one two three four eight nine five three seven. If you'd like to be in touch with our Queen DPMSA at mweb.co.za, DPMSA at mweb.co.za, and the site again, uh, Derek Prince, dot com. And I believe that once you type Derek Prince, Prince it's come it YouTube. Comes. Uh, you go on YouTube, type Derek. And There's oh, a everything. Video Bible School, Video yeah. Bible School Challenge, 
there's just so much. I've got a whole brochure full of <laughs> where to find and what to find, and it's all free. Wow. Uh, Rahani, um, send your emails. Thank you so much. I, I see Rahani Gavinder has already sent his email. Shalom J did the same as well. Pauline Mujaki, thank you so much for doing that as well. Um, Jean Hoffman, Nicoline Khadebe, please send in your email addresses. Annie Lambracht, please send in your email addresses. Memory Nuka, please. And Jackie Isaacs, please send in. And Jean Hoffmeyer, please send in your um, email addresses together with Zile as well. And Shalom J says, my daughter says she wishes he was still alive so he could sit and talk to him daily. I think we would have workshops now. You know where he comes and he answers questions because we're listening and we're like, oh, okay, you said one, two, three, four. So now one, you know, we got questions sometimes. But we thank God that um, I have realized that with his talk, they, you get a question that gets an answer. I mean, yeah, you get you even if you have a question, you get an answer yeah. as it goes. And so. a vast range of topics. It's not yep. just one particular. It's uh-uh. right across. Yeah. Uh-uh. Queen, thank you so thank much you for so coming. Thank you so much for having us. And it's you came bearing a... gifts. Now yes. I see all family members coming in. But if you are late, unfortunately, I have closed <laughs> the door. I've already mentioned the names so for those ones who have already uh, gotten themselves yeah. some. Yeah, and then um. You can also, um, yeah, okay. You were saying something, my queen. Let me allow you to say no, that. No, they can just contact us if they haven't, if they've missed it, they can still contact ah. us. <laughs> Is it? Yes. So, so I can still give to those that are coming through yeah, now. We'll give from the, from the office. <laughs> All right, all right. Yeah, so you've heard it. You can consult the office itself. Um, but yeah, hi. Now others are just sending and oh, Shadrach Pange. Is it is it you, uh, Memory Nuka? There with Shadrach Pange one Gmail because I see it's a it's a Zimbabwean number. Do you see that? Yes, yes. Oh, it's a number yeah, from Zimbabwe. Yeah, so I suspect it's I'll, Memory. Mar, I'm, I'm not sure. Put in contact with Sheila up in Zimbabwe and Arari. <laughs> Thank you so much, my queen. May the Lord keep keeping you and blessing you. Thank you so much for the awesome work that you do. Um, it's always awesome. We we love receiving and, and hearing the messages uh, on air. Whenever it's him who's talking, we are just ministered unto you. And we thank God for that gift and that you still uh, continue to share it with yes. us. And thank you very much for having us. It's been a real privilege. No, today. It's been awesome. It's yes. been awesome. Yes. All right, my family, playing out uh, or playing my queen out with the sounds of Joseph Malaza, Utando Loako, God's awesome love. And now I'm connecting to um, uh, I'm connecting to Miss Kutumela, and we'll be talking to her in a short time. To Miss Kutumela in a short time as she continues uh, to minister unto us through her journey with the Lord. Share our passion for life on six five seven AM. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to zero eight two six five seven two seven two nine. And our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Do you read the Word for Today daily devotionals? We wish to ensure that your copy reaches you on time. You can now receive the booklet directly at an address of your choice or via email if you prefer. It's easy. 
Visit radiopulpit.co.za, select your choice, and update your details. Or SMS the word devotional to 37871. You will receive a reply SMS with the options. Alternatively, contact client services on 012-334-1257. Standard rate supply. You're at 657 AM. Radio carrying 24 hours a day. 657 AM. 657 AM, this is where you're at. Beautiful sounds coming there from, uh, is it uh, Joseph Malaza, Utandolwako, Utandolwako. And uh, yes, my family, it is just for you, with you up until 11 o'clock. Do you remember at 11 o'clock you have uh, Germany Yanni Pelsa with Perspective? And in this hour, we are going to have Dumiku Dumela continuing to share her journey with us. Um, if you remember, if you were with us last week uh, on Wednesday, she started sharing her journey with us of how uh, she found herself coming from a celebration with her uh, celebrating her brothers graduating. And um, after celebrating, she was kidnapped and uh, um, uh, yeah, she was kidnapped and raped on that day. And she ended up having questions about the Lord. And she was very angry at the Lord. Uh, also very angry with her own father. But um, at the end of the day, we, we found uh, she wrote a book called My Father's Daughter. I'm my father's daughter. And uh, she will be um, uh, joining us in a short while. And she'll be joining us via our Zoom. And yeah, my family, I see Rahi. Rahani, Rahani Gavanda, you were asking about the app for the Derek Prince Ministries. And so um, if you go to the app store, if you go to the app store um, on your phone and you just type Derek Prince, then that app will come out, you know, it will come up. And so you can um, use that. So yeah, just go to the app store and type it in Derek Prince and you will... um, you will get that. And uh, if you want to be in contact with the office, do remember you can be in contact with um, Isabel, surgeon, and the email that you send will go straight to her if you send to DPM, DPM, D for Donald, P for Popo, M for Mother, SA, uh, as in for South Africa, DPMSA at MWeb. Dot co dot za. You can be in touch with her and ask her and ask the office all all questions that you have, um, and they will be able to can just minister unto you, and they will um, respond to your messages. So yeah, um, I see that we are a little bit delayed with um, uh, to me. Let me just do connect with her, and I'm just going to take some of the music right now, just to just connect with her. I'm not quite sure what's happening from her side, uh, because um, yeah, we should be now talking to her and continuing on uh, the topic on the testimony. We are here 24 hours a day with the message of hope, faith, and love. On 657 AM. Radio Pulpit understands that praying alone isn't always easy. So join us to form a chain of prayer for you and with you. To do so, send in your prayer requests on 067-429-7564. That is 067-429-7564. Or alternatively, email us on prayer at radiopulpit.co.za. That is prayer at 
at radiopulpit.co.za. It's good for you as our listener to know about Radio Pulpit's activities. Or do you need advice in an area of your life? Then why don't you log on to www.radiopulpit.co.za. Here you can talk to us, listen to us via live audio streaming, and there is also other reading material for the soul. What are you waiting for? Visit the Radio Pulpit website right now. www.radiopulpit.co.za Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Radio Pulpit 657 AM It is Radio Pulpit, your daily companion, 657 AM. This is where you at. I couldn't help dancing, you know, I had to dance. Da 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 da. You're always enough. You're always enough for me. And that is King D, provider. And I hope that you have enjoyed that one. Talking about God being enough for us. I have somebody who says, you're always enough on the other side today. She's my beautiful queen, a young queen, yeah, for that matter. Dumiku Dumela. She was with us last week. My queen. Good morning. How are you? Morning, Queen. Definitely. Yeah, I can see the song is playing in your ears. Da 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 da. <laughs> You're always enough for me. <laughs> He's always enough, right? Early. <laughs> mm. My Queen, last week we were talking to you and um, we took a journey with you, and through your journey, we found you were celebrating your 18 years old. You were celebrating your brother's graduation. Everything was going well. And the next thing you know, um, you were coming from this celebration with relatives and friends. And your brother's friend and you were kidnapped and you were raped and you had to you found yourself running back home after that. By God's grace, you were never killed. You were alive. And at the end of the day, you had issues with God. You had issues with God. Um, you, 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 you were wondering, you know, and asking yourself questions. But mudimu, you know, but God, where were you and all that? Um, you, you had challenges with the fatherhood. Because where was God, you know? Um, and I remember you saying you were numb. You couldn't even pray about it. You couldn't even talk to him about it. Take us through your journey after that, how you got to your healing. Um, and I believe it's a long journey. And uh, what you've spoken to us about, the experience that you had when you went to the police seeking for help, the doctor that you went to see and the doctor um, spoken, alluded to, to the fact that those people who raped you, um, it was your you you and your boyfriend, and so she was she was he he was asking you about when was the last time you came into contact with your uh, boyfriend sexually, um, which was irrelevant because you were hurt, you were hurting, uh, you've been raped, you've been violated by strangers for that matter, and um, the police never even handled the case correctly, um, and at the end of the day. You were also taking ARVs to make sure that um, you are healed. You know, you don't contract HIV if one of them had HIV and there were two guys. So how did you take the journey for towards healing? Because we had to cut it very short last week. So I just want you to take us through that part. Yeah. Um, you know, you get to a point in your life where you realize you are stuck. Yeah, and and I think for 
be that's that that was the moment you know we we all define rock bottom in different ways um for me rock bottom was not identifying the young girl i knew before the rape for me it was not being able to see the dreams that i had come alive where you look at your entire life and you're like yeah i'm where i am today but how did i get here you know i i recall lying in a hospital bed and and having a nurse ask me tell me about yourself and i got stuck for a moment there i sat there and i'm like but who am i you know who who is this woman that is lying in this bed today you know at that time i was married i was a mom i was doing so well at work you know like everything around me looked rosy wait, wait. so you carried <laughs> these from when you were 18 into your marriage into my marriage so sure. i feel like i carried all of this for like a good 10 years of my life right where sure. um and suppressed it yeah there was a period of where i said the hurt i am seeing in the faces of the people around me mm. the hurt that i am seeing in my, my family and how this whole um incident has has just shaken them i don't want to see it anymore and i really felt like the only way for me to not see it was if i suppressed it if they thought that i was okay they would be okay mm. and and it, that seemed to be the pattern throughout from the moment the rape happened it was it was even the case of I just need to get back home to them. Hmm. For a very long time there was never a point where it was about me. You know, it was really about making sure that everybody else was okay. Sure. And and I think that's exhausted where now you wake up 10 years later in ICU and you're like who am I? Mm-hmm. Who is mm-hmm. this person? That has please died take us for through so please take us through <laughs> another uh, th- that incident again how you got to the ICU again? I was driving home with uh, my then husband and our children and we were involved in a car accident. Hmm. I remember waking up at the scene of the accident with he was unconscious. The kids were fine so that that was a good thing. Um but from the accident scene I remember when when the the paramedics arrived they took him first because he was unconscious and while they said they needed to take us as well into into the hospital for checks my when we got into the ambulance my back literally locked at that point i i couldn't move anymore i was in a lot of pain and when we got to to the hospital i remember asking the doctors to first check the kids i'm like we'll deal with my back we'll get there and the kids say you're spitting out blood and at that point i had not even realized that my jaw was broken but here i am navigating this whole uh let's check on the kids let's make sure they are okay um i remember i even called my mother at the accident scene to say look we've just been in an accident um i don't know where they are taking us but uh, i've lost my phone i've lost everything find us and while we were there at the hospital the mm-hmm they said they needed to take me in now for checks because the kids are fine they took me in for a number of scans and everything and they came back and they said we need a second opinion they went back for more checks with a different doctor 
and they said to me, "Do me your your lungs, your left lung has um, my right lung. My right lung had collapsed, and uh, there was some bleeding in there as well. So they needed to to take me in for for surgery immediately, and then I had to be rolled into ICU. And I thought to myself, "Oh snap! Um, how did I become the one running around at the scene?" with everything looking A-OK on my end, but here I am with more injuries than anybody else. My back was injured. My my jaw was broken. Sure. Um, my had collapsed. And I had scratches all over my body. It was insane. And sure. I was in ICU for a week. Mm. And that's when the, the nurse came because now you were in ICU and she was ministering unto you in ICU and asked you, who are you? Yeah, it was, you know, every time I look back at that moment, I'm just like, wow, I don't like going to the hair salon. Let's start there. Um, I, I, I really stay away from it. And, and here I was in ICU and this lady is busy with my hair. And she's combing out all the grass from the accident scene and, you know, all the dirt that was in my hair. And she's just busy. And she's asking me all these questions about, you know, who, who, who are you? And I remember asking her, will I ever be okay? Yeah. Um, Why was she asking you, who are you, Dumi? Do you know? No. Or do you think God to just honest, used her to... Uh, find a way of talking to you because at that time you had shut it, you shut God out at some point. You were like, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know. So do you think it was one of God's ways of, you know, coming closer to you and talking to you? I don't believe in coincidences. Um, I, yeah. I genuinely believe that yeah. the two nurses that taking care of me were sent. You know, I remember I mentioned even in last week's um, interview that I felt like God isolated me at that moment from everything, from everyone. This is me in ICU. My guests are limited. My, my, yeah, my visitors at, at the at the ward are limited. You know, even the time they're allowed to come and see me is limited. So this is me in this in this ward with these two nurses and all the things around me. And, and that was my only form of communication. And throughout the time when I was with them, mm. of all the things they said to me, the two conversations that, that stand out the most was when they kept telling me to breathe and when they were asking me, who am I? And to date, I still say I was lost. I did not know my identity and I had lost my identity in Christ as well. And it was in that conversation with them right. that I that I had the desire to live again, mm. that I could even pray again, you mm. know, where I cried out so much that night and I said, God, who am I? Mm. Why have you left me? You know, this is me now. This is where I am. And you said you would never leave me. You said yeah. you would never forsake, forsake me. me. Yeah. Yes. Lying in this bed right now. Have you forsaken me? Mm. Are you the God? that I know you to be, or was that all a lie, you know? And, you know, we, we very often think that God walks away from us because it felt like that. It felt like he just turned his back on me and said, go, go figure it out, hmm. you know, but 
it was only at that moment where I said, come nearer to, to him, mm. go nearer mm. to him, go back to him, cry to him. Um, let it be him that brings you out of this. Yeah. You know, go back to to the root and the foundation of who you know God to be in your life. Mm. And it was through those conversations I really um, cried out to him for that. And I said, this is me, your daughter. Mm. Mm. I got goosebumps right there. I got goosebumps right there. How did you come to that point where you are like, now, this is me, your daughter. I mean, after the experience, after the ordeal, it was so hard, even to for you and your per- biological father, you know, it, it was so yeah. hard. So how did you get to that point where you're now, now like to the Lord, your daughter, you know, th- that just gives me good goosebumps. Yeah. Um, when just a day or two after the rape, I spent a couple of days locked up in my bedroom and I wasn't coming out. And my dad wrote me a letter and he slipped it through the door. And I always went back to read that letter. Mm. When I read it, that I was so furious. I was so furious with him. I was furious with God. I was furious. And I thought to myself, the two fathers in my life who needed to back me at this time are not backing me, you know. And I, 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 I remember thinking, I'd rather die at that point than have to deal with any of this. And moments later in life, when I'd go through, which is weird, right? Because this is me very angry at God. But whenever life got tough. I'd always go back to that letter and read it and be like, yeah, no, I'm not too sure. And then I'd fold it and put it away. And then um, when I was lying in ICU, I remembered that letter. I remembered how in that letter there was so much emphasis on the crushing that happens in a person's life that's not meant to destroy you and how Sometimes the crushing will happen to you, but it's for God's glory. He allowed it for his glory, for his bigger purpose with your life. It's not that he said, come, go get raped. But now that it has happened to you, he's not going to leave you and say, "Um, this is it. It Mm. is over with you. Mm. You know, there is still so much more that can come out of the crushing. Mm. And I, I I think that's what used to make me so angry because back then I was thinking, but why why me? Why did yeah. I have to be crushed? Yeah. Couldn't somebody else be crushed? Yeah. So this is me now after attempting um suicide twice, mm. failed twice. Mm. I'm lying in IC and I'm like, I've tried taking my life twice. Mm. I almost died in accident. I'm lying in ICU. Clearly, there is a bigger purpose. Wow. And when I remembered the letter and remembered the emphasis on how he nev- he will never leave you, you know, um, and he will never forsake you. And, and the plans he has for my life are not for me to be destroyed. Mm. They are for me to prosper. And at that moment, I mm. went back and I said, Daddy, let's prosper together. Mm. Make me whole. 
You are my partner. You are going to reconstruct me. Mm. You are going to reconstruct me physically. You are going to reconstruct me emotionally. Mm-hmm. You are going to reconstruct me spiritually and in every other way of my life. Mm. If this tree is you saving me for the third time, yeah. where I thought it was over with me, yeah. show me. That later became my lifeline mm. that night. Wow. Sure. Um, when you were reading the letter, you, you, you talk about um, the, the crushing that's there, you know, um, that it, sometimes it's for his own glory. And this is something that used to anger you. Now, when you were reading it that time and that day, what changed about it? What made it something to hold on to and saying, Daddy, let's do this together? Two things. One, I was still angry. <laughs> no doubt about that. So the anger was still was, there. <laughs> oh, the anger was still there at that point. Um, and I felt at that point it was like a put God to the test. Did you, you feel know? like he was unfair? Uh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Um, but I think more than anything, what changed that day was me going back and saying, Take God for his word. Mm. Mm. Take him for, for who he he is and what you've always known him to be, you know, and go back to him and say, this is what you say about me. This is what you have shown me about. You've been faithful. Mm. You're, you, you don't lie mm. in your word. Your word is truth. Your word is light. Mm. Be that. Be my guide. I'm surrendering to you mm. and in my surrender I'm saying I don't understand I'm saying that I might never understand mm. I'm saying to you that I've tried it my way mm. and have failed mm. now this is me going back and saying let's do it your way okay that was the only difference I felt like to me we've done it your way and, and this has not worked mm. now let's go back to the source let's go back and say uh, let's be be that and more. Be mm. my light, mm. my guide. Mm. You know, um, be my way, mm. and let's get. Yeah, and so you started taking a journey now, but you were still angry. How did the journey go about? Because you, I wonder, in in your anger, were you able to even hear him as he gives direction? I I think until the day I, I left the hospital, I realized that I needed to start trusting that sometimes God speaks through other people. Mm-hmm. He will speak through signs that you read on the wall. It may be that um, meme that you are reading, whatever. You know, he, he might not always come through me because I'm blocking him. But there are people around me. I tried it on my own and I failed. Now there are people around me who are saying to me, we're going to walk this journey, even though for them it was more from a, a physical journey for me to get back into shape. Uh, but I needed to learn to not rely on me only and not just trust me only and listen and take guidance from other people. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the two, three days before I was, I was um, discharged, this was after I had the lung surgery. I, I, one nurse came to me. I was going for x-rays every single day because they needed to keep monitoring um, the lung and stuff. So no, not the lung surgery. It was after the jaw surgery. But they kept monitoring my lungs throughout the whole period. So it was x-ray after x-ray. And I was taken there by wheelchair every day to go get x-ray stabbed back. And one of the days, the nurse said to me, you know, you need to walk mm. in order to get up. Mm. And I looked at her and I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, for as long as we are willing you, for as long as we bring the machines to your bed, you are not getting out of here. You are going to remain stuck in this bed. And I thought, okay, so what needs to happen? And she said, if you can take me in confidence, I'll walk with you. We can take it as slowly as we need to, but I believe that you will be okay. If you get tired along the way, we take a break. And we did that. I cried so much. I was tired. I was out of breath. I, I, it was less than 500 meters that I needed to walk. But I was out of it, Spongila. I remember feeling like I'm going to collapse at some point. Sure. And she kept saying, trust me and hold my hand. Mm. Trust me, hold my hand. And in all of that, I kept reminding myself that God, you, and I are doing this. Mm. So mm. I'm trusting you. So mm. I kept going back to that. And I think with with every step of progress that I saw, mm. the anger started from, from the time I got discharged. I remember I was at home for a good month before I went into the office. Mm. Couldn't even go into the office. Um, and even at home, it was difficult. I had to send my son away for that whole, uh, for the rest of that year, because I was struggling with even um, taking care of him. I think at the mm. time I was like three years old. Yeah. I was struggling, you know, because he would come home from school and he wants to jump on mommy and can't. Mm. So mm. I had to send him away. So it was a lot of restructuring that needed to happen um, in order for me to be okay. But with every step of progress that we took, mm. with every moment of things looking better and being clearer. Mm. He kept saying, I, I, I put you to the test, Lord, and yeah. you are showing off. Let's mm. keep going. And with all of that, the anger kept fading, Swangile, and it kept fading, and it kept fading. I, I can't even tell you when the anger died. Mm. I don't know when it died. Mm. But what I know is that I started being angry less. And, and I started worshipping more um, at that point, hmm. you know, in the pain, I would still sing of his wonder. Hmm. In the pain, I would still sing of his greatness. Hmm. Um, you know, there's a there's a hymn that we sing, Jesu Radulahau, hmm. and there's a there's a verse in there that says, "Haikankimela kitumela huena," which that. means that yeah. even when it burdens me, I'm trusting in you. Hmm. That has been my hymn from the time I left the hospital to date. And mm. I keep singing that with the understanding that I may not be able to carry it on my own. And I don't want to carry it on my own. Mm. So daddy carry 
with me, mm. carry it for me. Mm. And and that that's how we got through that anger. Mm. Sure. Now, I remember that last week when we were talking to you, um, at some point um, it was revealed that one of the rapists that was there was locked in with somebody that the family knew about um, and you wanted to meet this person. You wanted to talk to this person. And I'm sure the question was going to be why, why me and all that. But you never could not get it done um, because you felt if your father and your brother would know he's in there, something bad might happen. Um, Did they even discover that he was arrested there? And were you able to forgive these rapists at some point? I think my family only found out last week in the interview. Um, Before then, I had never mentioned it to them. I mentioned it to a few people in my life over the years, um, but I never mentioned it to my family. Uh, when I when I dealt with the the fear of what could happen to my family should anything happen to this guy, right? I once I had gone through all of that uh, processing, all of that, I realized. Maybe you should have to me. You know, maybe you should have let them know. Maybe you should have gone in and seen him. Um, and I, I I still don't know how they feel about the fact that I hid it away from them. I saw my dad the very same day we had the interview last week. And, and yeah, the comments he made, I was like, uh-oh, you and I have a lot to talk about, you know. But um, I'm, I'm also, as much as I feel like I should have said something, I'm still glad that I didn't. And to go back to the question of have I forgiven them? I've learned to live with it. Sure. It's still a journey with the Lord. But your relationship, restoration of your relationship with your father and the Lord. Before we get to there, let me read a message from Peladi Tsumo Mashako saying, Dumela Siswangilele Sistumi, Libali Lokula Radio Pulpit. What? Uh, I think she heard the conversation last week. I was sitting listening to a sad story. I was crying too, as if it happened to me. I understand, Peladi. I understand what you were um, going through, you know, what you were experiencing as to me was narrating. Uh, but I love the smile that she has on her face at the end of it all. <laughs> God restored that smile. God brought healing into her life. Um, and yes, it's an ongoing journey with the Lord, as she just mentioned now, is especially in terms of dealing with forgiving those who have done her wrong. Um, and um, I, I believe every day, Dumi, you're carrying this uh, cross to say, I'm forgiving them again today. And you walk with that. And tomorrow you wake up again. I am forgiving them again today. You know, um, it's something that you carry on a daily basis. But now um, your yeah. restoration, hey, time is not on our side, but we, we still have a, uh, some, uh, some, some journey with you. We will still continue with you. Um, but yeah. now your healing, coming to healing and being restored to your father who is in heaven and your father who is mm-hmm. your biological father. How did that come about? Um, when, so 
remember this all happened my matric year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now the very next year, when I am supposed to start my first year tertiary, I, I, I kind of gave my parents an instruction that I'm leaving home. I'm not going to live there anymore. I didn't ask them about it. I didn't consult them. I told them I found a place I'm leaving. And you guys must just pay for it. This is how much it is. This is where I'm going to be living because I can't live here. It's got too many memories. Mm. Um, and what what my dad was doing around the time is, so every every Monday, he's, he's part of a choir in Pretoria. Mm. And every every Monday, they have choir practice. And what my dad used to do, I don't know if it's something that he was intentional about, if he did it to try and make me feel better in any way, or if it really just because of who he is and what he's always been in my life. Um, he would bring me a packet of of, of, of cheese curls every, every, every Monday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, and he wouldn't talk to me. He would just, like, call me up and be like, I'm downstairs. Uh, and then I'd run downstairs from my flat and then go grab my chips and then run back into my flat. And every time I did that, there was this reminder of of this caring man, of this loving and supportive man, of this man that has shaped that had shaped me to the woman that I was pre all of this. And I asked myself the question, uh, why so why must he now be punished for other people's transgressions? It wasn't him, you know, and and I think with with that, um, we we worked through it, and, and I don't, I, you know, so like the sad part about all of this is that my dad didn't even know I was married him. He only found out when I released my father's daughter that mm-hmm. I was actually very mad at him at some point, and, and that I even wanted to take my own life at some point. Mm-hmm. It's it's everything I went through alone. So mm. that's why I'm like, I think for him, it was just, I'm just being the father that I'm supposed to be, mm. you know, and and he would just keep, he would call me, we would be on the phone for hours, he would check in on me, he would, you know, when I do something wrong, he would still call me into discipline mode. When when I'm, when I'm doing something great, he would still be my cheerleader, you know, and in all of that, I was reminded that, no man, this is my guy. And you're loved. You know? Yeah, and I'm loved. Mm. And, and and I could see how he would always just jump through hoops and everything to make sure that, you know, I was okay. Mm. So I think in that, you know, I I restored the broken relationship with him. He didn't know it was broken. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I worked through it. Yeah. Um and, and we became okay. And and I used to the same principle with, with God where I said, you know, the same way you trusted your biological father to say, uh, Dad, this is what I've known you to be and this is who you continue to be. Mm. I did the same thing with God. Wow. And I kept saying, together we go, together we soldier on, together, you know. And to date, I trust that I, I don't shy away from, from even saying it out loud that I know I God and I, our relationship at some point was rocky, you know, um, because I think we tend to think that the the walk in Christ is, is easy. Mm-hmm. It's a bed of roses. They weren't supposed to be that. Oh no. Mm-hmm. When the obstacles are there, they are there. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 when you are a child, you are a child. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. when I was and when I didn't want anything to do with him, I was 
I was outright about it. Right. And today I'm able to stand and say, we good, you know, and yeah. and he's still my redeemer. Mm. Sure, my queen, time is not on our side. I'm hoping that you would come back again uh, because we also need to find out how it has affected your relationship in your marriage and, and all that as well. Um, but it, it, with just some words of closing for somebody who finds themselves where you are at, maybe because of the treatment they also got from the hospital, from male doctors, um, from uh, the, the, the police themselves, what advice would you give to them? You know, I heard a, um, a saying last week, but if grapes could cry. And, and I went deeper into trying to find that if grapes could cry. Um, we all know that fine wine comes from those grapes that, that were crushed. crushed. Mm. And in the crushing of the grape, one thing that happens is the moment you crush it, it never becomes the same. Mm. But it transforms into something else. The moment you crush it, it becomes, you get the truth. And until you work on the juice, you either get your grape juice or you get your wine. And in that, you go extra to say, what type of wine are we trying to make out of this? Hmm. In the crushing of your life, never give up on yourself. Hmm. The crushing of life doesn't wait for perfect conditions. Hmm. The crushing of life happens in dark spaces. Hmm. It is It is horrible. It's ruthless. Mm. It leaves stains even at some point. Mm. But it is that fine wine that gets served to kings and queens. Wow. There's a lot that's in you. Allow yourself to be crushed when you are crushed. Sure. But don't dwell in the crush. Yeah. Allow the transformation. Sure. My queen, thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing your journey with us. Um, it, we are truly... Um, uh, amazed at what God is doing in your life. And as you're talking about fine wine that is crushed, I'm reminded of the book of Second Corinthians 4 that says, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. So therefore do not lose heart. Though outlightly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. My Queen, thank you so much. May the Lord keep keeping you. I can't wait to be talking to you again, taking the journey with you some more um, as we continue learning and uh, living from where you are coming from with the Lord. May He continue strengthening you. We love you so much. And for family members, quickly, who would like to be in touch with you? Uh, to me, Kutumela, on, on all social media platforms or on my website, to me, ikutumela.co.za. All righty then. I see family members even asking for your name as well. So thank you, to me. Love you so much, my queen. Have a great one. Uh, we are coming back, Maragir Rabu. Of course we are Kharafing. coming back. I, <laughs> I'm loving this journey with you. So they know that there's so much healing that even I get from this journey. So, oh, definitely. I can't wait for our next encounter. We love you so much. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a great one. Love you lots.
And yes, family, I am signing out and uh, you and I are going to be together again on Friday as I'll be sitting in for Ayanda Nenemba on Spectrum. Right now I'm saying good- goodbye to you, my family. And uh, yeah, my family, if you'd like to be in touch with Dumi, she is Dumi Kutumela. Dumelo um, in all on, on all social media platforms, that's how you can get hold of her. And the book um, also is called My Father's Daughter. And uh, yeah, we thank God who keeps keeping her. I see you, Zil. I just responded to you. Muruti Penji Mutlaung says, this is an example of all things worketh together for good to those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. So true, Muruti. And we are grateful for for God who keeps us and yes, who always remains as the well. Next up, Germany, Yanni Pelsa on Perspective. Enjoy the rest of our shows. Love you. Bye-bye. There is radio and radio and then there is 657 AM. Can you hear the difference? Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.